Welcome to Run Your Mouth. I'm your host, David Melly. On this week's episode, we are continuing to release our Marathon Weekend episodes, and this week's guest is Trevor Dunbar. Uh, Trevor is a graduate of the University of Oregon and a native of Alaska who has run 355 in the mile and 1326 in the 5,000 meters. He is uh, currently training in Boulder, Colorado. Uh, we'll, we'll cover that a bit more in depth later. And he sat down with me and co-host Ben Bosworth to talk about uh, all of the things that make Trevor a unique and interesting guy. Um, I hope you enjoy. Sorry this episode is dropping a little late this week. Uh, things happen. <laughs> Don't forget to follow our new Instagram and subscribe on iTunes for new content every week. And in the meantime, I've been David Melly, and this is Run Your Mouth. to Run Your Mouth, Long Run Talk for Long Talking Runners. I'm your host, David Melly, and I'm here with a returning co-host who did such a great job last time, and he's back, Ben Bosworth. How are you, buddy? I'm doing great. Great doing to be here great. a second time. How's your marathon weekend going? It's been exciting. Despite living in Boston for my entire life, this is the first time I've actually engaged in the weekend in any way. I've never seen the marathon or any of the events, so it's cool. It's so you've never seen the marathon? I've never, last year I um, was driving on 95 when okay. Galen Rupp and the other leaders like ran over the bridge I was driving under. It was just like a weird happenstance thing, but I have never like sought out going to the marathon. So how is that possible? Which part? The part, the Why, part that you, what I did? Yeah, you grew up in Boston and you never watched the marathon before. I honestly don't know. I was always in college or. You were know. always in college. Yeah. <laughs> at a young age, I was in college. Um, well, I've missed out, certainly. Better late than never, that's for sure. Our guest this week is a University of Oregon grad and an Alaska native. He's um, not new to the Boston Marathon scene because uh, I think the first time we met was Boston Marathon weekend a couple years ago. Um, Trevor Dunbar, welcome to the pod. Yeah, happy to be here. Thanks, David. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. Yeah, I ran the 5K yesterday and got my season off to a start here and got it off to a start got it off to a start so uh, <laughs> Not a good start. It's, a, it's a small victory just to just to get on the line so rough uh, I think rough race uh I'd say it was pretty mediocre but I haven't like had the best training going into it so um I was happy to kind of just get a get a good rust buster in and hopefully get some momentum here building <laughs> so yeah, really here uh, now, shifting my focus to helping out a good buddy, David Perry. Uh, gonna support him, give him one of his water stuff. I think he's trying to break 220 tomorrow. So just give a shout out to David. So good luck. Good luck. We'll pray for you. This, this race tomorrow is going to be like hell on earth. And from the sound of it, I just looked at the forecast like five minutes ago and Hasn't gotten any better. Oof. If anything, it's gotten worse. <laughs> more yeah. rain and more wind than they initially anticipated. So 
It's definitely not going to be a boring Boston Marathon, that's for sure. <laughs> Maybe not as much uh, cheering as there is in good weather, but it, it should still be uh, a fun one, for sure. Um, so you're going all the way out to Framingham tomorrow morning. Yeah, I need to talk it over with Dave, how I'm going to get out there and what I need to handle. But uh, What's he that's my plan. So he drinking Morton? Be, he'll be drinking, yeah, Morton. And uh, I think he's got a few buddies, but helping him out because he doesn't have the elite spot, but he wants to take it really seriously and run a big PR. I think he ran 2.30 in Berlin, so uh, it's going to be an adventure getting out to Framingham, but... Hell yeah. I like that. That's, that's yeah. some blue-collar shit right there. It's, <laughs> that's it's what I'm about. It's cash and favors to uh, get those those water stops. I like that. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. <laughs> um, so you're, uh, you're in Boulder still, right? I'm in Boulder right now, yeah. And it's it's been good. I've kind of gone through a little bit of a transitional phase to uh, where I'm at right now, uh, coaching myself, which has probably been for the last month or so. And I want to just express a lot of appreciation and love and support for my old coach, Brad Hudson. It was just, I think it was ready for time for a change. Uh, for me personally, and I got a lot of respect for the former guys, I former teammates I used to have under him. But like, uh, I think his focus really was going to be for having a marathon group out there, and it really just wasn't the perfect fit for me. So I think I'm gonna transition to like a track season, five k, ten k, and I was kind of like slowly losing my training partners over there and I think it's a better situation for me now to just kind of uh, be coaching myself and hopping in when I can with some other guys but I'm also on the open market so looking for a a new group a new new coach new sponsor so Trevor that contract (laughs) I'm I'm weighing my all my options and I'm excited for potential prospect of a, a new new city, new group, and I think it's a it's a fun time. Well, I'll shamelessly plug uh, Boston, and then if you can make it work, you should come hang out with us. We got a good running scene here. Got a lot of track boys, <laughs> just you know, out here trying to run fast. So yeah, I appreciate let's do it. Let's I... keep our fingers crossed. You know, <laughs> did you have any experience coaching yourself or anyone else before that? Like when you when you started that transition, was that sort of something you had to figure out? You know in terms of like actual training and actual like setup of coaching yourself or was that something that you sort of had some experience with uh I think I've always been the kind of a guy who's had a handle on my own training like had my hand on the steering wheel a little bit whether it be like some input here or there how I'm feeling I think the most important thing with a coach is like that communication you have with them on being able to adapt to like how your body's doing and how you feel coming off certain races and workouts and being flexible. So I think going through like a transition, I've only been doing it for a month now, but I think my past experiences on like having kind of a handle on what I need to do and being ex- having good, really good coaches in my past that are, have been open to that diplomatic discussion, I think has helped prepare me for this last month a little better so I'm not like in total panic 
<laughs> so. Are you a tough coach on yourself? You're too easy on yourself. <laughs> uh, so far, I've been, I've been tough on myself. I think, but I think, what I found is I keep shifting things around. But like once I have it the night before set in what I do, I just make sure I do it a hundred percent, and I just don't allow myself any chance to change things during the workout. Like I say, it's gonna get done. Like I'll. I second guess it all the way leading yeah. up to the day before, but I think once you go to the track, you have to have that clear head and focus um, to really accomplish what you're going. But as my coach now, I'm kind of like playing two roles and having to second guess myself a lot and sh- shift things. But I think I've decided like on the day of, I just get it done, no complaints, no worries, and just have that faith. So. Yeah, it's always it's right flexibility is a blessing and a curse for sure. <laughs> I always think yeah. that self co the biggest harm in self coaching isn't motivating yourself. It's always being able to tell yourself to back off. I think a lot of a lot of runners that are successful are are successful because they're kind of like, you know, a little like hard-headed and, and scrappy but then the the result of that is that you're like also when you need someone to be like cut this workout short or like <laughs> you know take a day off yeah you, you don't necessarily allow yourself that that leeway the uh, guy sitting to my left right now is uh, a good example of that yeah i am definitely a victim of both sides of this <laughs> aspect of coaching yourself I, I did a little bit of that after graduating okay. and it had its challenges on both sides of the equation of flexibility you got so is, is chief writing your workouts full time now? Sometimes, yeah, most uh, of the time I would say. But so, you're back in the back in the saddle now. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll hop in. That was a big thing for me too. Is when you move to a place like Boston to run, or just move, and then you happen to run there. Um, there's always someone to work out with, which is great. But then it also means that sometimes you don't have the continuity of your training plan. If like you're hopping in and out with different people's workouts, you might end up doing like this similar workout three times in a row or something like that. But which it's definitely Lewis and I shamelessly take advantage of with, with Boz and a couple of our other friends is like, I like the fact that Ben doesn't necessarily have a set workout because when I get my workouts for the week, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, Ben, guess what we're doing on yeah. Tuesday? <laughs> Though I will say now that it's mostly with you, it's it's not as bad. It's just like I'm doing your coach's plan a lot of the yeah. time. Oh, and your coaches know me, so BSDTC, <laughs> BSDTC is uh, alive and well on the East Coast. Um, our our we had a thing on our college team. Uh, BSDs were a recurring theme, which stands for Big Swinging Dicks. Okay. Um, <laughs> and so our we I've jokingly coined our like little post collegiate training group, which is like the guys that my, my college coach is still coaching is is BSD track club. So, <laughs> uh, these guys will sometimes hop in. They they you know my coach knows knows boss a little bit because he knows like he like I'll be like writing my running log like worked out with boss today. He'll be like, oh Ben Bosworth, you ran for Con College. I just looked him up on like tippers. <laughs> But yeah, it's it's good. Are you so are you like flying solo for workouts, or do you find people to link up with? Or I would say Boulder's got a little bit of similarities, like utility men like Boz here, and uh, there's just a lot of like running culture there and people trying to get better. And so I've got a couple people that have linked in here and there, and I was still like able to work out with my good friend and training partner Parker Stinson for one of these workouts since I've been kind of post, post Hudson. Um, so, I mean, 
it's really nice to have no burned bridge there and kind of like still when it makes sense for me to have that as a resource. So, Got to get Parker to coach you, right? <laughs> he's he, got a little coaching experience. He does, yeah. He's a re- the thing about Parker, and that's why I love him so much, is like he has so much passion for what he does and the sport in general. And if you're in his corner and he's just going to go above and beyond to shower you with that, his passion. So it kind of like I fed off that for many years working out with him. And you know, like, Parker is just going to get bring it every single day and just be ready to go. So, and it's so, like, fired up. And sometimes, like, he'll even probably admit that his all-in philosophy has given him some, the highest of highs and sometimes the lowest of lows. But uh, I think his workouts, he's always going to be intense and really, really work hard at it. And so I think I'm, I'm really thankful I've shared so many so many good history of training with the guy so oh that's sweet you guys are you guys are all college pals right yeah yeah and he's good he's like a young marathoner now and a a good vibey boy so i think he's uh he's off to a good start and i'm kind of sticking on the track sticking to my passion there and the shorter stuff so so you said the magic words <laughs> you gotta uh the main my main objective in having Trevor on the pod is to get a official glossary <laughs> of, of the Trevor Dunbar lexicon. Oh, I'm going to through it. So Slim Biberman's dictionary. Let's, let's stop, <laughs> start with the... Uh, there are about four or five I'd like to know about. Vibe <laughs> yeah. Boys Track Club. What's yeah. a Vibe Boy? Really, what you are trying to get at here, David, is the new language. The new language. Yeah. That's also that's, one of them. That's that there, that's yeah. is the new language in itself, and I think new language is just who I am coming up with these strange little vernaculars and I think the essence of it all is just having fun with it and not taking yourself too seriously uh, it's, a, it's a serious pursuit but I like to go about this uh, running career of mine in a fun way so I make sure I'm always enjoying it and appreciating the people I'm with so whether it be I'm making fun of myself the chronicles of the fat ginger <laughs> or you know the new language thicky boy uh are you vibey, are you vibey the, shit are you the thicky boy i'm the thicky boy yeah uh, i so fat so. <laughs> it's it's been fun you know i'm a bigger runner in terms of like the okay. guys i'm competing against so <laughs> yeah. i kind of just like to like to embrace that even though I just make fun of myself and I know I need to be lean and mean come championship time and I'm gonna get down to fighting weight but uh in terms of the guys I'm going I'm six feet tall and fluctuate between like 145 150 okay so this <laughs> <laughs> for a 10k guy though that's, that's yeah i was gonna say i'm going around i've a little fluctuated more. between uh 155 and blah, 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 so yeah. uh i i know the field i know the big boy field yeah yeah and then well. i think i was talking about this with my friend it's like it's fun to watch a bigger guy running well i was such a huge chris Salinsky fan oh yeah watching him dominate the scene when I was like starting to take running really seriously, like back end of high school, I graduated high school in 2009 when he was really the dominant American distance runner. 
and it was just so much fun to see a guy just and uh before him uh Craig Matram mm-hmm. the great Australian I think those two guys really gave me a lot of young inspiration growing up because they just towered over there like Andre the Giant you know yeah. next to the, the I was small a, Kenyan guys I was a swimmer in high school and like between that and like the fact that I had like trash form like <laughs> I was always like very much felt like I was lumbering around yeah 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 it's it's a certain grit that you can see with with those guys and I try and embody that and everything I'm saying all the shit I talk is just about having fun and I think really uh this year has been a year of change for me and I think the new language kind of like encapsulates so much about me. I actually caught myself the other day said I referred to something as vibey shit. Like, oh Trevor it's, yeah, it's off like Yeah I wore if you see pictures of the BA five K yesterday I was wearing a jersey that a friend of mine made said Vibey Boys Track Club. And I like that. Yeah it was it was cool to kind of be in a position to just kind of wear things truly authentic to myself and uh, give shout outs to the guys um, who have been there for me through the highs and lows. So the jersey was given to me by a good buddy, Kieran Sutton, good Philly boy. So shout out to him. I'm going to be plugging people nonstop here. The the second best city in the world. Mm. So uh, I appreciate that. That's up. Nice. Uh, That's great. Yeah. We, you always, the squad, man, like that's, that's the thing that I think, I don't want to speak for you, but like in times of transition or, or times of change, like it's a, it's the people, you know, that like get, get me through the, the thin times. Certainly. You know? Yeah. And just going back to like ways you find love in the sport and ways you have fun with the sport, I think is like what, what it comes back to. I think for me, I've always been a really goal oriented person and I need to have like something I'm shooting for. If I'm just, like, training as, like, a lifestyle, it doesn't really work for me. It's not how I'm wired. So I think I went through some times where I didn't have any races on the calendar, wasn't quite sure what I was going to be doing next this winter, and I think it, I just found myself really unhappy and unmotivated. And then putting this BAA 5K on the calendar and just trying to stay healthy, stay strong, get fit has brought me back to life and then going through, like, the self-coaching thing has given me a little bit new inspiration, but I think it's, yeah, it's just having fun with it. And like you said, appreciating those who have, who have helped you along the way and you can have fun with us. Why I'm sitting here with you guys, like you guys understand and are still making the most of this running thing while we're still young. Yeah. It's, it's easy to root for someone like that, you know, like there's, it's not relatable when people always have it easy, you know? It's like, as much as it sucks when it's you that's, like, going through the struggles, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, I think people like to get behind people who, who have overcome adversity and who haven't always just, like, you know, been on top of the game from day one. Like, you know, you always look like, not to shit talk, but, like, a guy like Mo Farah, like, it's super boring to watch him race 99% of the time because you're like, all right, well, he's going to win in the last 400 like he always does, like... <laughs> <laughs> it's nice when there's, you know, the, those blue collar guys, the, the chips on their shoulder. It's, yeah. It's fun to... I think I really enjoy watching Mo Farah run personally because I think he's such a smart racer tactically. And 
I think he's got a little bit of that vibey boy culture in him. Like, I, his social media seems really fun. Yeah. Like, he really, he really loves the day-to-day grinds. And at the end of the day, I respect greatness, and he's epitomizing it in every way. But also, the guy just works his fucking ass off. And game recognized yeah, game. a game recognized game. There's no way around to get to the top. He's checked every box, and I think he's having fun with it. And it's truly like pursuing that passion and love that that I'm trying to do in my less talented way. <laughs> it goes both ways, I guess. There's a, you know, there's also just you respect the ballers, you know. You know, in, in a sport like running, where you don't have that same support system that you might have in you know a sport like mm-hmm. baseball or basketball professionally. It's like you have these individuals develop and you have people who really can be blue collar because, you know, someone of the same talent level in a, in a team-based sport that has that huge league and everything, like, that person's still getting the support that LeBron James is getting. They're still getting the, the coaching, the, um, you know, travel help and all that. And, and so, like, you see these people who are really doing it for themselves and running and really, you know, making something of themselves. It's, it's cool to root for someone like that. Mm-hmm really really cool being here as an outsider in for the Boston Marathon weekend because just they see they see me running and my running clothes walking around or anything oh you're running the marathon and like it's just like I've really gotten to interact with people just with that small talk you know but see where these I don't know the right word but recreational runners have are just working so hard and want to keep getting better for their level and that's one thing I love so much about our sport is the fact that everyone is kind of bonding together doesn't matter who they are what level they are it's chasing that self-improvement and yeah that objective PR you know mm-hmm. where it's and it's so easy to do you just need a pair of running shoes and go explore the city whereas like other sports you have to get a lot organized and it's it's a lot easier to give up on so I think being here and really being able to like feel that passion and interact with so many people has been so cool to me. So trying to explain to non-runners like the laziness of running, exactly that of like you don't need to do anything. Like you know, it's like you go for a ten-mile easy run. Yeah. And, like honestly, this just means that like I like was either too lazy to do a workout today or like you know probably didn't like do as many like warm-up drills as I should have. Like. <laughs> I did get a lot of uh, good luck tomorrows on my yeah, run yeah, today. I, bet. <laughs> I was like, do you think I'd be out here like, <laughs> crushing if I was just like about to hop in a marathon tomorrow? So you crushed today? No, I did not crush today. This was a this is a Sunday morning yeah. struggle bus. But we had a we had a ripper of a night. It was it was a good time. Yeah, I mean I, that's always the fun part of like you know talking about the community mm-hmm. too. It's like everyone. I think people are really. For whatever reason, like, the sport of running, I feel like, is really welcoming. You know, it's, like, people are all about just, like, new friends. Like, oh, you're just some random person who's running the same race. I am. We're buds now, you know? And, and that's always, uh, that also is, is that vibey shit that I like. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, the satisfaction, the fulfillment you get from that PR or just even a good race, you know, and competing that sense of accomplishment, it's... It's euphoric, and I think people, everyone getting happy all at the same time. Like, okay, let's let's go out, let's have let's have a fun night, you know. And I think the people in good spirits is such a fun part about the sport. And even if you are competitors, 
you know, you know if you did well and you know mm-hmm. if you succeeded and it doesn't 100% have to do with someone else's performance, you know, as it might in other sports. So while you might be competing with someone, it's, it's pretty easy to become friends with them. It's pretty easy to understand what they're doing in the sport and, you know. Yeah. There's no, there's no like, well, I mean, except for like literal cheating, <laughs> there's no shortcuts and like, yeah. <laughs> you know, running. It's like everyone, it's like someone beat me. It's like, they just, you know, they grinded just as hard as I did to do it, you know? And so I think we definitely would f- vibe off that for sure. <laughs> yeah. I keep, now it's just stuck in my head. I just keep saying it over and over again. Oh, we're going to do we're gonna a, Can do we change a, this podcast to running vibey? <laughs> Running vibey. That might have to be the title of the episode. Okay, uh, okay. I like that. There we go. Um, do you have Do you have a favorite professional runner? Oh Aside from yourself, man! Obviously. First person that comes to mind would be Matthew Centuritz. I think I got a chance to see him run up close and personal, like his final year living in Eugene, and got to know him a little bit. Just through easy run. I don't believe I've ever worked out with him, but. I think that was the most excited I ever got was watching him win the gold medal. I remember where I was. I remember being so happy to see him do that because he really, really works hard and I think has a lot of fun and really is a person I look up to, I think. Um, Molly Huddle is another one, I would say, on the women's side that I think I love. I love a little Boston Marathon love, too. Watching her run is just really inspiring to me, and my favorite part about Molly is that she races frequently and is not afraid to battle at pretty much every distance. Like, I've seen her since I've been running, run, like, 1,500 all the way up to tomorrow. She's going to battle over 26.2, so (laughs) I think I have a lot of respect for her. So I think those two are on the top of my mind. What was your uh, first impression of Centra? Um, my first impression was like, whoa, this guy's got a lot of energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, 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 a, sure. he's a hyper dude, but I think he's uh, that kind of like killer instinct in him, I guess, and uh, fast metabolism that allows him to kind of just run on high octane at all times is part of what makes him great. You know, it's, I think Michael Jordan had a little bit of that same. Like high energy, yeah. high all go and no blow. So that was probably my first impression. Like, whoa, slow down and <laughs> just chill. <laughs> yeah, it's nice. You know, it's like love him or hate him. Like people like that are good for the sport just because they like are are interesting to follow. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. yeah. You got to have some personality, and I think just keep it fun and try and bring other people in and get excited about what you're doing because you can't just make this boring it's just gonna die away i think we need more interesting stuff going on oh yeah are you living alone in boulder now no i have two roommates um are they runners they are yeah um some marathoners they uh ian butler brandon johnson is their names and it's been it's been fun uh sharing the journey with those guys are you a good roommate Ah, uh, I think so. Yeah. Do your own dishes, so. everything. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm cleanly. Are you? I try and be pretty organized, I guess. Good cook. I don't like to cook myself, but I I can. I if I had it my way, I would go out to eat every night. But uh, 
Costly it's a, lifestyle. Yeah, thicky boy, and it's an expensive lifestyle, but I I can cook if I, if I need to. So what are you what are you eating most nights? What are you cooking? What are you? Um, I just in your body. Yeah, try and just keep it simple and think about three things. You know, I gotta have some protein. I gotta have some carbohydrate, and gotta eat some vegetables. Mm-hmm. So I just make rotate different stuff with those: some rice, some pasta, uh, quinoa. Like I eat a lot of broccoli. Uh, yeah, boring stuff. The, <laughs> the easy protein. stuff to cook. Yeah, yeah. easy stuff to cook. Whatever I can get efficient. Something boiled. Yes, exactly. You know, we gotta get something the, sauteed. The important questions, like what kind of car do you drive? <laughs> I drive a little Nissan Versa. Nissan Versa. Yeah, it, ha- oh, I, it hasn't been ideal in the the Boulder weather, but um, it's still snowy there. It, it usually snows like a couple days in April and at least Oof. one day in May even. So God, no it's thank been, you. Yeah. yeah. The Colorado weather was definitely something I needed to adjust to from the consistent, like, rainy Oregon days. You grew up in Alaska. <laughs> yeah, but I, that was, like, seven years in yeah, I guess that's the Oregon. Weird. I had softened up over time, like, and Alaska is, like, you know it's going to be cold from, like, no, early November to, like, end of March. You just know it's going to be really cold, and it's going to be pretty consistent, and you can power through. But Colorado... It's always getting your hopes up. It's like, it'll be 60 degrees in like December, then it'll be like 10 degrees for like three weeks, and then with a couple days in there of like 50, and it's just like, the weeks aren't very consistent. Whereas in Alaska, it was like a lot more consistency, and it was like easier to battle, I thought, mentally. But I'm glad I don't have to do the Alaskan winters and the darkness anymore, even though I'm, I really love going back and... I'm a big family-oriented person, so my family stays in really good, close, I stay in touch. What are your but parents yeah. do? My parents is, uh, my my dad actually got me into running um, through kind of discouraging me to run, but he had such a passion for it and was a high school PE teacher and a cross-country and track coach, so once I got to high school, he was my coach. And that kind of like inspired me to keep running. My mom, she's she works at the Coast Guard base now, but she's worked for uh, 19 years with Providence Medical Systems. Yeah. How did they end up she's, there? My grandparents were in the Air Force. Oh. Yeah. So that's, that's what cool. brought us up there. And then my pops, he ran at University of Oregon, like me. I'm a legacy guy, and. He was an education major, and he had a, a deal with the Alaska Education Association to like get homegrown teachers that they would pay back his student loans if he moved back. I don't think they do that program anymore, but he was in the, one of the final years to oh, cool. capitalize on that. So yeah, I grew up in Alaska, and that's kind of like the history that got me up there. The history. What's worse, the light or the dark? Right. It's, does it stay it's like dark? What do you mean? Does it stay light all day though? At some point. Yeah, that's here? awesome. You can put off your run until eleven p.m. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, Is like, it tough for <laughs> sleeping? They, like, is, I feel like no. You, you get like your. I don't think you need as much sleep doing the Alaskan summers. I do think you need more, just how your body functions um, in the winter time. So I think we're more extreme people. Okay. Yeah. If that makes sense. Uh, 
just naturally, but I, you get tired and you're going to be able to fall asleep and you have shades that, you know, yeah, like the blackout curtains or whatever. But it was not, never something that bothered me. I, I love going back to Alaska during the summers and have the, the midnight sun. I, I love that. Do you, so do you fly yourself? You got the Air Force history. Oh, no, 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 no interest in doing that. Don't want to get the pilot's commercial, license? Commercial airfare is fine by me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, save, that's the key. Is just save on uh, flights to meets if you just fly yourself, right? That, yeah. <laughs> I think Arnold Palmer used to do that, the, the pro the golfer. golfer. Really? Uh, oh, that's cool. Yeah. I have a, I have a buddy from uh, a Penn steeplechaser, Nick Tuck. Shout him out. Uh, who's uh, currently like working towards being he has his pilot's license and he's doing some other shit to like get into the air force i'm not exactly sure what wow. <laughs> but uh it's uh i'm i'm afraid of everything so like that's not my <laughs> my deal yeah. like I'm he's not, not being... colorblind is he colorblind yeah no why i don't know it's just right, a don't plot know point in the movie um little miss sunshine, little miss sunshine yeah. right yeah uh-huh. the, the paul dano dream. gets really depressed once he finds out he's colorblind and his Lifelong dream is to be a fighter pilot. Oh, you can't be a fighter pilot if you're colorblind? No, that you need to have perfect perfect vision, uh, perfect eyesight. So. Are there you guys colorblind? I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah. That's sure it's, that's that's green, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, that's one of those weird things that's like a sex-linked gene, so it's like men are like way more color, like way more likely to be colorblind than women. That's interesting. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So... A test or something. I don't know. Those like little charts with the numbers. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> All right. Well, let's see. What are, we got? Some other uh, recurring podcast questions. We'd love for you to weigh in on. Okay. Uh, short shorts or half tights? Short shorts, definitely. Yeah. I'm not. It would either need to be really, really cold for me to want to wear half tights, or I would be in like a swaggy sprinter mode where I'm or running like an 800 or something, yeah. and I haven't run one of those in like 10 years, so. No, don't I don't train. think I'd, I'd want to run in half tight. I don't like the feeling. It's too constricting. I, I just like letting the legs show and flow. So I like the phrase swaggy sprinter, sprinter mode because I, I know exactly the feeling that you're talking about. Yeah, you're yeah. Just in that, you know, well, that's my logic. It's like, you're in that zone. I say the flat 3K is the line. It's like, really? So, like, that's long to draw the line there. Well, flat 3K shorts, 3K steeple is half tights and I think under that is like like I usually wear half tights to run a 15 3k oh, wow. steeple would be half tights not shorts yeah cause I think I would draw the line at the 1500 myself like if I'm running 1500 half shorts tights. anything <laughs> shorter I thought you were going to say 1500 half tights mile shorts like oh no no that's not that specific line. yeah <laughs> no I've seen an, enough pictures of uh Dude's nards hanging out during the steeple. Shoot. You gotta go, <laughs> you gotta go yeah. half tights for the steeple for sure. That make that makes sense though. The hurdling and yeah. everything. And I like the art of like drawing it at one distance, but then. <laughs> okay. It does make you feel fast though. I get that. Mm-hmm. That's all definitely like bust out the half tights for like sprint, like short, like fast interval workouts. You know, like mm-hmm. if we're doing if we're doing three hundreds today, like that's when the half tights make an appearance. Yeah, I'm more liberal to use half tights in training. Just like yeah. lazy laundry purposes, and also like just to keep the legs warm if it's a little cold out. But uh, race day is a, a sacred day, so I want to be as fast as possible and think the shorts allow me to, to get that little edge. Although I do think, I don't know why, but for some reason I think my body looks weird with shirtless and half tights. 
I think you. I, I feel you there. I yeah, I'm not, not, not a big fan of that look. Body type to like. I thought I looked pretty good with that. So. <laughs> <laughs> you have the right body type. <laughs> well, I don't know. I've never seen. I just felt that way wearing it. That's when I was talking about swaggy sprinter mode. Like when I have the half tights on, just own it. And man. shirtless, like I You're felt like I did. I'd never seen myself, but I felt. That's like, always also like. The, but now that's, I'm that's the dirty that. looks from the girls' team outfit too. Like they don't like that shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those looks are. Those are dirty looks. They're, oh no! Oh, well, oh. For you, they're just impressed because you're so hot. Thanks. <laughs> so I think whatever, whatever we, uh, whatever we wear, you know, we gotta. It all comes down to confidence, whether it be. That is true. Yeah, and you want to be really confident when you're towing the line. So, whatever it is that makes you feel the best and have that confidence is what you need. Are you a superstitious guy? Do you have a lot of like? Pre-run? No, I like to say my my routine. We're gonna fill up the little. Paper cups with wine here. Got a cab yes, that uh, I picked up in North End. Trevor is the uh, podcast MVP because he brought he BYOB'd the uh, pod recording, which I really appreciate. <laughs> uh, you're not you're not gonna give Boz any. You're just giving it all I to me. I still have some. Oh, all right. Yeah. That's that's good. Thank you. We're refilled. We're good to go. <laughs> We'll at, at another hour recap the insane difficulty that was trying to figure out a way to <laughs> open this bottle of wine. Yeah, I think <laughs> it. I think it's important to keep the conversation loose and flowing, and uh, I want to sh- share my appreciations with you for having me on. So oh, hell yeah. Well, I you know you are nothing. I will say this is. I, I always like a little a little bit of a weird awkward confrontation uh, on podcasts, but like I always say like. Your your speaking of first impressions, like I uh, you made a really good first impression because you're someone who like is very, very super friendly to like I, everyone you meet like right off the bat, and like I know like definitely like especially like and like because I feel like we've always met at like big like running events yeah and like there's like you know not to name names but like there's like some people out there that like are always have like a little bit of like uh, like standoffish vibe and like. You know, if, like, someone goes up to them, they'll, like, roll their eyes a little. And, like, you've always been, like, very... I think you're... In general, your vibe is, like, a very, like, <laughs> open, welcoming vibe, yeah. which I, I respect. One, one of my buddies, uh, Steve Hallen, and I remember he was here at the last time I came out for the Boston Marathon weekend. He has a quote that I that I always remember. He said, because he had the same thing, just, like, felt like... The first time I met him, I felt like I knew this guy for five years and he was, I was like man dude do I know you for you he goes doesn't matter we're boys let's go I love so, that we're boys let's go like, what was the setting that was this I think I asked it that. I was like no but like yeah. where were you guys when this I first happened? met Steve with uh, one of my former mates my my teammate at Oregon uh, Chris Kwiatkowski yeah who is a friend of Steve's and we met going to support Chris at the Philly half marathon. And that's what he said. That's we're boys. So yeah, nice environment. Like, yeah, so okay, it was nice. like a mutual friend environment, and then since then I've had some we're good boys, times with them. Go. So, but anyone, you know, it's like I'm just gonna, and especially we had mutual friends too. So yeah, it was, <laughs> always, we're boys. Let's go. It's the running world. Everyone, everyone yeah, has exactly. mutual friends. We're like, we're we're old enough at this point that like you can't go to you could. It would be an interesting challenge to try and find any sort of like road race track meet anything where you didn't know a single person at the race. <laughs> That's true. That would be pretty damn near impossible. It's, it's a fraternity point. culture. Oh yeah, it's nice though. 
Because then it's, you know, you always got the squad around. Mm-hmm. Just, just as long as there's a big umbrella. <laughs> it's um, also nice because I think the more events you go to, the more people that you already followed on Instagram that you actually meet is good. Like, <laughs> Are you pretty liberal with, like, running I used to be more, Instagram follows? Just, like, in general, like, I'm fairly liberal. If I know someone, know someone they have fairly okay. cool posts, yeah, I'll follow them. It has to be, like, either a really big person for me that I'm like, oh, I'll probably never meet them in the running world, like Mo Farah. Mm-hmm. For me to just like, oh, I'm going to fanboy this guy. Mm-hmm. Those mid-level people, I don't want to follow because I'm like, oh, I probably will meet them soon. And I don't want to have, yeah, yeah, I was like, I don't want to have that kind of like there's always, stalker vibe feel. There's an yeah. interesting protocol. I was thinking about this this morning um, where like uh, Parsoni was up here running <laughs> and he brought Drew with him and like I never, I had never met Drew before, and like he introduced himself, and I was like, you know, <laughs> I know who you are. Like, you know, yeah. and you're like, it's always the question of like, do I play dumb? Well, yeah, it is. I think you just gotta own it. I yeah. think that's something. I've got so, a pretty good memory, and I, some, I used to like not own that mm-hmm. and just kind of like go through the motions and try and get reminded. I was like, oh, I'm gonna do this out of a formality, leading to where I already know it's gonna go. Now I just say, like, oh, yeah, we did this, this, and this. Like, you're whatever, and just, like... You can always find a way to slot. Like, I think I said just, like, nice race yesterday. I was like, oh, yeah, hi, I'm David. Yeah, like, nice race small. yesterday. It's like, okay. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. cross that barrier. But uh, it's always... It's always nice a little thing. We talked uh, on a previous episode about, like, fanboying a little, like, who is who's the person that you have met that you have, like, fanboyed a little bit over meeting in the running world? Oh, man. I think when I when I met Emma Coburn in Boulder. Yeah, I, I can see fans. That's what, another one of my favorite runners, I would say. Yeah. Um, meeting her, I was like, oh, wow. Like, I got a little nervous, and yeah, <laughs> I, like, I like all her Instagram stuff, and she's pretty funny, it seems like. I don't know her very well, but I think that was, like, a fanboying moment. Like, okay, wow. Cool. Definitely nothing to do with the fact that she is just like nah, very beautiful. Nah. <laughs> Come on now. Boss, what about you? Um, Trevor Dunbar. <laughs> um, yeah, tell a story about how we met, Boss. Were we at, were we at Staggers? Where did you guys meet? We met in Lexington. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm trying to remember the specific location we met at. Like, Stag- our, oh, like a, the name of the after, place. Oh, the Stagger Inn. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's where we met. Um, that was a fan. And I was just sort of following <laughs> David here around. And he knew you, and some of our people knew you, and some of your people. And, and that was just, that was a night. That was definitely yeah, it was a night. A night. It and was we were at some place. Um, Lexington, Kentucky. We were in Lexington, Kentucky, but then there was that one bar. Like I can picture. My I know what you're talking about. You had the yeah. booths and you guys and us, and that's that's where we met. That's where you know the magic started. Yeah, I recall it being like you taking my phone and making some phone calls on it, and <laughs> saying, like you were trying to communicate to like someone oh, we someone we knew that was like there, and I was like. Wow, this guy's having a good time. And yeah, you were in real far. I was like, Dave, Dave, who is this You know guy? what? Like, you were kind of that guy. I was like, I, I, think I was. I, and you know what? I think it was a fun one. Though. I we definitely were in a group to... chat at some point, and I only had, I had Yeah, you didn't numbers. know the other person. And I was like, I, uh, I do remember you took his phone and put, out. like, started a group text with yourself and someone else from his phone, and I was like, Ben. 
take it down 17 notches right now. We were, we were going for it, you know, but it's just one of those things that I think I, it's I, just fun memories, you know, like looking back on. I think I had to go, um... We don't need the specifics. Yeah. <laughs> it may or may not have been involved alcohol, so... I was gonna yeah, say, yeah. I, think I, I think I had to do the pull aside and, like, be like, Trevor, he's cool when he's... So <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, no, I actually... This isn't a direct fanboy. You'll appreciate this, actually. Okay. And, uh, God, I hope he doesn't listen to this podcast, but I think the cat's out of the bag at this point. Um, I, I think it was, it was maybe the first time I met Dan, Dan Wynn. Okay. And I was also like, had, had had a few, um, and he would mention something about, uh, Will Gohegan, your teammate. I think I like, I think like Dan was like, blah, 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 like Will. And I was like, oh, I have such a crush on him. (laughs) And then I like, without even thinking about it. And then I thought of like the next morning I woke up and I'm like, Oh shit! That if that happened to me, I would a hundred percent immediately text that person and be like, "Yo, I just met a random person who said they had a crush on you." I'm like, "That Dan definitely sent that over to Will, and now I just like I'm just perpetually behind the ball for life now." Uh, I thought you were gonna say Dan. Just I like hung out with him. He's he's a fun guy. We had we we had a night together. Dan. Oh, good. that sounds that's a weird phrase. But, <laughs> but we he and I and my friend Garrett ran home from. David's house to Dan's house at a party once. The, another another the former, thing. The former Boston boy. I will say, he I, told that story when he was on this podcast, and it's, uh, it's a good one. Yeah. So go back and listen if you haven't. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I think I definitely got some crap for fanboying Craig Angles. I don't yes, know that I fanboyed him. Did, yeah. But I definitely got a lot of shit for that. Um, from he paced him in a mile. And, oh, and I paced him. like. Was that when he made his world standard, though? Yeah. yeah. Dude, he owes you one, man. He owes you a beer for that. I, well, he said that, but, okay. you know, he couldn't go out that night because he had USA's the next week. But sure, true. We, uh, yeah, I guess he does, so next time he comes to Boston. He was so I got that going for me, which is nice. <laughs> which is nice. All right. Uh, before we uh, wrap up here, the last thing I wanted to ask you about, a little, little bit of a, a twist and turn, but uh, we were hanging out last night, and one of the things you said is, I'm a relationship guy. Talk oh, man. That. My personal life. Oh, we're doing personal life, Oh, baby. my goodness. You just hit them hard. Yeah. Why are you a relationship I, guy? What makes you a No, I just want to get to know the person and find that, you know, counterpoint. And I think I've gone through a twist and turn and not known where my life's going to go. So I had to kind of take time away from going on any dates because I know a date is to meet someone that I really want to, like, get to know and spend more time with and have that connection. So I guess that would be where I come from in terms of my dating, <laughs> my dating uh, goals and experiences as I definitely want to have shared experience and someone to share things with rather than like just in it for myself, you know, I don't think, I don't know, that sounds... Yeah. Sounds weird to say, but yeah. I'm at not a point in my life, I think I've had my fun and games and everything, but when it comes down to it, I'm not, I'm more so a sensitive soul and a relationship guy, I guess I... And uh, and a catch of that, so ladies, if you're listening, Trevor uh, single. (laughs) I am, yeah, we'll see where Uh, where my life goes. I like that, I like that that made you squirm a little bit, because it felt like a real moment, for sure. (laughs) Um... Are you, how, is dating a runner important to you? No, no. I've 
non-runner in the past, and it's uh, not important to me, really. I think I would like to... It would be nice, because to have that understanding of, like, how important that is, like, finding that full passion, but it's not the end game. I think there's a lot more um, into a person than their their main 100% passion, but uh, as long as you have that understanding, understanding, then them being a runner themselves wouldn't be critical. Sure. I like that. The, the understanding is key. Yeah. Um, well, this is like a very sincere... <laughs> I know, man. Jeez. <laughs> I have know more, it's going to get personal. More, more sincere I'm trying to open up my heart here. It's Well, it's been interesting. It must be the Cabernet. Yeah. <laughs> Francis Coppola here is uh, I know. soft on us. This is, this is a... Been, like you said, it's been a year, a time change for you. True. Um, and a lot going on. Um, before we wrap it up, but what's what's one thing you've learned about yourself in the, in this time and and your as things have evolved and you've gone into this next stage of your life? Uh, it sounds weird to say, but I just think I've learned how fortunate I am to not only be healthy and have a little talent in running, but I also have so many good people in my corner and it's something maybe in the past I've taken for granted. And now that, um, it's, I've gone through some tough times. It's so, I'm so thankful. I've had like really good friends to, and family to like talk, talk with and kind of work things out and kind of brainstorm and, try and try and get better at whatever it is I'm doing and right now it's trying to focus on you know making a USA team down the road and trying to run some faster PRs and once I don't think I can run any more PRs I'll have no qualms about stepping away from competitive running but right now I do think I have some more PRs in me and I'm gonna go to the end to I see it through. Mm-hmm. That was uh, that's a good one. I like it. Can't take anything for granted. Yeah, yeah. It was a long-winded uh, way of saying. I think I'm pretty lucky. Whereas sometimes I've I've thought like you know my life is well, yeah, it could be better. You know, like, going it's good. Easy, it's good where yeah. it is here. The grass necessarily isn't always greener. Like I'm guilty of thinking sometimes, but I think. I'm in a good place mentally and want to just keep going through with that passion and love for the sport and enjoy every day. Can't be hateful with a playful or grateful baby. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> All right. Uh, we finished this one up. We uh, asked the same three questions of our guests at the end of every week. Um, we'll go around the circle. We'll, we'll start it off. Who, who or what is your Instagram crush right now? What are you feeling on the gram? What's, uh, um, what's your vibe? Ben. So I'm a big fan of golf. I love golfing, and I this past year, I think moving out to Colorado, I've gotten more into like the professional game. But I, my Instagram crush is uh, the actress Kelly Rohrbach, who was on Baywatch, and she played college golf at Georgetown. She does a lot of like celebrity tournaments. That's she's got it all. Crush. She's got the golf. She is the... my dream girl for sure. All right, Kelly, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> 
Boss. Um. So this is a crush, like on not on the, the person, but on like the Instagram thereof. So there's this guy, um, Kyle Finn Dempsey. I just see his posts all the time. Really cool, sort of like mountainy posts from around New England, things like that. He's got a cool Instagram, so definitely worth a follow. Definitely, definitely like not a crush on. Has no pictures. You're crushing it, man. Just own it. But you know, no, well, just like crush. I mean, good photos like that. <laughs> like he's so looking at all these houses. Show? Like I'm trying to think. Of it's good, good winter. This is a tough question too. It's a, it is a because tough it narrows question. so much down into like one answer. It doesn't just have to be one. Wait, so here. you ask this every time? So yeah, are you just I, rotating these? I I are well, you? I have you know I try and mix it up and have oh, a lot it. of different Instagram crushes. I think I'm trying to think of one that I can throw out there. Do you typically um, think of this like in your own mind as <laughs> one you have a crush? Like I know you answered that before, but like. I remember Willie Gohegan can't be your Instagram. Crush. He can be. He can be my. He is the OG Instagram crush. Yeah, uh, it's good bone structure, and he likes math. You know, those okay. are two good things. Again, praying that this never. I <laughs> have to cut some shit out. Oh but, my uh, goodness! Or yeah. that he does see this, and maybe it like, <laughs> you know, at least gets you guys on a run together sometime. You know. I would, I would legitimately be very uncomfortable with that. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should get him on the podcast and just relentlessly hit on him. That's see, that's uh, you would think that that would be my vibe, but I only relentlessly hit on people that I have like no actual intention of like hitting on. So but it's like it's like if I, I'll always like. So they know it's just play. Just playful. Yeah, like I, I'm definitely someone who is not afraid to like always throw the innuendo in there. Like, oh you know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Our friend uh, Ben and my friend Marshall. Like, anytime I like am Snapchatting him, like I'll just like always turn it into just like me like trying to seduce him. Like, and it's it's like funny, and t- and then like in any instance where it's real, it's like I'm then go the total opposite direction of like I can't hang with that. You know, like that's. <laughs> like, <laughs> I can I can put up the defenses, but once uh, the the going gets tough, I feel like I'm way more uh, as reserved isn't the right end the right word, but like uh, I take it more seriously. Sure, sure. I think that's natural though. From All a right. non-interested standpoint, Will Hegan does have good bone structure. Now that I'm like pulling him up and taking a look, also really phonogenic. Like, there's a picture of him finishing a race, just a beautiful smile. Like, I I don't you know. No knocks to your interest on his Instagram. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Wingman, Wingman Ben Bosworth is uh, here. I just to... messaged him. I was like, you got to get on the podcast. Oh, you did not. But <laughs> 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 right. like, One more glass of caramel. Yeah. You, I'm afraid because I know you will. <laughs> All right. Next question is uh, go to karaoke song. Someone hands you the mic. What are you singing? Oh man, I think uh, go to would be Journey. Okay, okay. Yeah. Don't stop believing. Don't, it's gonna be but, Don't Stop Believing. But unless I'm with my good buddy Moran Simon, shout out to him because he has fetish for doing Wagon Wheel at karaoke night. That is the, that is a classic and for that, sure. That's really fun. It, so those two. So with um, when I'm with Moran, I think or Toto Africa is that pretty awesome. good. We it's sang we sang that on the bus on the way from me. It's like a lot. Hard to pick just one. I like doing those. Uh, 
Garth Brooks is always fun. You need to have a big group for that, like Friends in Low Places. That's country, country yeah. vibe. So any of those. Like that actually if I had to pick um, one, probably like the Journey one. I think that was Callan Taylor's go-to karaoke song. The Garth Brooks yeah. was? Oh, wow, nice. Don't call me. I'm I've had some fun. I've had some fun nights doing uh, Garth Brooks, like at closing, closing down a place with uh, karaoke nights. So. I like that. Do you have a karaoke spot in Boulder? I haven't been doing karaoke in a, in a while. It usually just happens a little more organically. Yeah, <laughs> just you just, end up in yeah, karaoke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have a... I'm not a karaoke, like, nut don't seek it out. Yeah. I don't seek it out. If I was going to have, like, a routine, I'd way prefer to do a trivia night. Like, get the oh, get yeah. the mind yeah. working. And you I don't have one either, but I think you would that more low-key, I think karaoke night, I got to be a little more... You're preaching to the choir on okay, this one. Great. We, we go to trivia probably probably once a week, more or less. Like, and it's and so we have we've fallen off of like the like having the go to. Yeah, having a go to is so nice. Yeah. Yeah, but it's still good though. Although Boss is so far like he's on the whole other side of Boston from us that uh, it's sometimes hard to. I'm the, so the the first time I came to meet you at that, it was the first night you realized that it switched from Wednesday to Thursday. I think. And then we didn't do trivia. No, we didn't do trivia. We, just, we had a bad we, like, street. We sat there and like, talked. Yeah. It was weird. You know, you had to like make just conversation. Friends, yeah, like hang out with your friends. Yeah, like enjoying a meal. There's got to be awkward. winning involved. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. We all have that competitive spirit. Uh, I will way. say, uh, team champions for Tracksmith Marathon Weekend Trivia on Friday. We, uh, we've gotten second many times. Was that uh, running trivia? Uh, it, was, it was specifically Boston Marathon. Oh, week. wow. Yeah. Uh, Chad Smith does trivia every once in a while, and and this one was like the most like they got the the guy who announces the Boston Marathon, mm-hmm. um, to like MC it. So it was that sounds pretty cool. cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, get my. You know, I think I would do way better at more general running knowledge than uh, Boston Marathon. It's specific. hard. Yeah, because yeah, you could diet do some deep dives into even, that. Even but running too, fun. like running trivia is hard. Like I, I like a, a healthy mix of like some like. History, geography, oh, yeah, pop culture, yeah. like I, anything in the movies, music department, I'm usually pretty solid at. And then like sports comes up, and I'm like, yeah. it's not baseball. I'm not. I'm. Not, I don't know the answer. <laughs> well, the thing about running trivia is, I thought when I came to the first one at Traxxas that I, I was gonna do well, just like knowing running more than the average person. But then you get there and remember the average person isn't coming to this. Yes, it's like yes. And I was everyone saying, there knows running, so I came in dead last with the average. Ninety nine point nine percent of trivia nights in America have zero running questions, so you guys are probably at the the point oh one. Although one time, uh, the answer to a question in trivia was steeplechase. It was like amazing. This event, and you were there. Like first competed, and I was like. <laughs> Boz, what's your go-to karaoke? Go-to? Well, I don't have a, I've never done karaoke, so I don't really have a go-to. That's um, why you have to have a go-to. You never know when karaoke's going to happen. That's a really good point. I don't know. Maybe Mr. Brightside is always a good one. Oh, like, the killer. Another that, classic. Another reference. Yeah. I think the last time I answered this question, I went very specific to my taste, but I think this one's a little bit more... Like, you'll fire the crowd up. If that's you, the, that's say, the come out of my cage. I'm going to karaoke. is like, you need one that people will sing along to, because then if you're a bad singer, like, no one notices. Cause everyone yeah, sings. I'm a terrible singer. Yeah, yeah, at least they're having fun, you know? Yeah. I'm going to go with uh, a little 90s Robin, Call Your Girlfriend. Oh, that's great a good one. song. Yeah, it's a jam. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Every once in a while when that, like, comes on at, like, a bar or whatever, I'm like, oh. 
All right, last but not least, death row meal. You're going to the chair. Oh my God. Last day on earth, what are you eating? Anything you want. That's really tough. I would have to say just like a good comfort food in my moment of final comfort, like a Southern, like a North Carolina style pulled pork with some barbecue sauce and like some macaroni and cheese and that right, kind of ease me off, I think. Something like that, but yesterday <laughs> I had uh, the fried chicken sandwich at Shake Shack. Yeah. And I've been thinking about it since I had it. Like I've been wanting to have another. So I think right after this podcast, I'm going to go have another. <laughs> and I think if I were on death row, that would also be what I would want. Like if right now I, I were on death row, I think yeah. it's, it's very that's much on mine. So I'll shit, plug right? that yeah. sandwich if you're near Shake Shack. <laughs> Thank God you gave Shake Shack their much needed <laughs> publicity. You know? They're like paying me. Um, yeah, I'm going to go for, uh, you know, totally different direction and go, uh, I'm feeling like nachos, but like nachos where you get to the, you know how like with nachos, like everyone has their own preferences of toppings and like you get like, say you get like five toppings on nachos, like you probably like like three of them, you're like indifferent about one, you're like not so much a fan of like one of them. Why isn't build your own nachos a thing? Like, I've never yeah. seen that anywhere. Yeah, I, I hate like, olives myself and, like, I yeah. just don't like picking them off, like, nachos and they get Not stuck in the cheese. Person. And it's like, oh. yeah. yeah. So I think I'm thinking nachos where I get to decide all the toppings, and most critically, they always will always, like, you know, uh, short you on the guac with nachos. Like, the, it's never the proper, like, I want a guac to chip ratio of like a healthy serving on every chip <laughs> on that plate. And you're gonna yeah. dip that guac, or do you want like just throwing somewhere on top? Like, I don't like when they throw it somewhere on top on nachos. Oh yeah, and then, then it's like, got, like one a spot of chips like, that are like huge. entirely yeah. guac. Yeah, no, I think it's got to be like an either a very carefully evenly distributed guac situation or a guac on the side that you're dipping and eating. And another question, like how does the death row meal system work in terms of like, are you about to go into death row? Like you're about to be executed and then you have the meal and they're kind of like waiting for you. Like, yeah. are you just going to be sitting there? Like, are you like casually you eating nachos? Like, yeah, you're just like hanging out, like having a nacho center. Like, you know, I think they'll, they'll like or is it more of like your last meal? And then like, there's the time period. In between. Honestly, considering I asked I've never this on every episode, I should research it a little more, but, um, <laughs> There was, I think there was one, I saw one time there was like an art installation that was just like photo, a photo gallery of like different prisoners, like death row meals. Um, wow. That'd be cool interesting. to see. Yeah. Cause it's interesting. Cause it like humanizes them, you know, it's like, you have to start like thinking about like, oh, this is like a person with likes and dislikes and like, no, you know. Wow, we're just getting real political on this. <laughs> yeah, now we end on this. Yeah, episode. with our opinions on the death penalty. But, um, yeah, it's uh, an, an, it's just a fun hypothetical, Ben. I, this is the second time you've raised some. some I feel like I very much. Yeah, I should. I should never be allowed to answer a question both times. I've answered it, <laughs> taken it in too many directions. Well, you are still we're having fun, crushing yeah. it as a co-host. This has been a delight. Just some guys being dudes with some cap soap on a, you know, nice Sunday afternoon. Thank you very much for for coming in, Trevor. My pleasure. Great way to spend awesome. a Sunday. Yeah. This has been uh, a great episode. Wish you all the best with uh, this uh, new language that you're rocking. 
and, and everything else. I know that uh, we're going to be in your corner pulling for you, man. And uh, I think things are going to go very well. Thank so, you. Thank you. Boss, thanks for coming on and co-hosting again. Thanks for having me. Uh, thank you. Always a pleasure. And until next time, I've been David Nelly, and this is Run Your Mouth. Yeah.